Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Hallelujah. People on YouTube, I am either grace. <laughs> As in the service is over. Wow, 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 wow. So we are looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, where it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. No. This is the wrong text. Have you ever come up with the wrong text? Wow. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hey. Are you happy? We are releasing some joy from this place. This is joy headquarters. Just receive it wherever you are. You don't have to keep depressed, sad, and all of that stuff. Don't worry. You know what? Don't worry. God has you covered. God has you covered and is doing amazing things. Amen. So, he says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me. So we looked at this concept of sonship and the art of following last week that, that Paul was inviting Timothy into this following, followership. And we looked at the fact that what is slowing you down is you have no one to follow. When you have no one to follow, you are the pathfinder. You are the one who has to ask for directions every, every time. You are the one who has to figure out. You are the one who gets lost and you retrace your steps. Have you ever gone for a burial and ended up at the wrong burial? I once, end, I once went for a funeral service in the wrong church. Yeah. And sat down for 30 minutes attending that funeral service. And then at some point it hit me that this is probably the wrong funeral. Yeah, it just occurred to me. After being around for 30 minutes, attending faithfully, going through the speeches, I'm like, I'm not hearing the right names. This is likely the wrong funeral. I, I ended up going to the right one. But if, if that's your life where you have no one you're following, you are slow, you're losing opportunity. Okay? What I've found out about life I, I think I heard this from uh, Pastor Noah Balesanvi. He said that if you're stationary, you are in effect moving backwards because everything else is moving forward. You know, like the first time when you are very young, like when I was very young, the first time I took a bus, and those days they are, they, they used to, there were no mobile phones. People used to use telephones, and so there were telephone poles along the road. Who remembers those days? Yeah, I was just shocked at how fast the poles were moving in the wrong direction. 
when I was in the bus. You're like, wow, they are going. No, they, they are not moving. They are stationary. And some of you, you've been stagnant for three years now. Nothing in your life has changed. Your income has remained stable for three years. Yeah. Your marriage has been in the same spot for three years. No improvement. Nothing is changing. Every time you stabilize, you are moving backwards. So I urge you to do, do not embrace stability. Stability is very, very bad. Especially you, you middle class people. What I call middle class, working class people. You're looking for stability. You're looking for comfort, for safety. Safety is dangerous. It's moving you in the wrong direction. So find someone who is moving at the right speed and start following them. Because when you do that, your life is sorted. One time, two guys were having a stroll. They were on holiday and they walked past the boundaries of the hotel where they were staying. These were friends, lifelong friends. They've gone out for family holiday. And then it hit them. They had been walking so long. They are probably now in the National Park Zone. And, and one asked his friend, what, what, what happens if a lion comes out? Are we able to outrun it? And then this guy told his lifelong friend, no, I don't have to outrun the lion. I just need to outrun you. <laughs> I don't even know how that story relates. Be careful about your lifelong friends. But <laughs> follow someone. Timothy was following Paul. Timothy, where he came from, there were no preachers. So he had to follow a preacher to become a preacher. Elisha followed Elijah. Where Elisha came from, there were business people. There were no prophets. In following Elijah, he became a prophet. David followed Saul. David was, where he came from, there were shepherds. There were no kings. In following Saul, he became a king. Amen. Jesus told the disciples, follow me and I will make you become fishers of men. If you stay home, you will fish fish all your life. And I can tell you that men are more significant than fish. Yeah. God has called you to a certain destiny that requires you to follow someone who is not from where you come from in most cases. There are very rare cases like Solomon where the thing was there. His dad was a king so he could follow his dad. Those, those are there, but those are few. Okay, if God has called you to become a business person and your, your, your parents were teachers all their lives, you're not going to succeed in getting advice from your teacher parents. They love you and they are giving you their counsel out of a depth of love, but does, doesn't make that counsel valid. You need to find a business person and let them mentor you and you follow them. I don't know if I'm making sense to any people. So, he says, follow, 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 follow. My son, be strong. So he calls him his son. And so he's telling the people at Corinth, I'm sending you my son, Timothy. And if you follow what he does, you'll be following me. He says, imitate me. I'm sending Timothy. It's a bit confusing when someone tells you, imitate me, then they send someone else. 
It means that that person they are sending has figured out how to exactly act like the person who is sending them. In fact, most of you, the reason you have not been promoted at work is you have your own vision within the company. And, and you're smarter than everyone else, but you wonder why they keep passing you over. No, you are bringing your own vision. Look, as long as you work in someone else's business, don't bring your vision there. I know someone who confessed on a WhatsApp group on yesterday that they, they didn't succeed very much as an employee. Because they wanted the company to run on their principles. So they went out and started their own company and now they have succeeded as an employer. Amen, amen. So, I'm here. Uh, the reason we have taken all this time, by the way, to testify, to show, it's that even we as a minister, we are becoming what we are becoming by following someone else. We had been at this for 14 years and after 14 years, this church had only 4,000 members. In the last one year, we are now 15,000 plus. We've added 11,000 members in one year by following. Our garage attendance was 3,000 as of this time last year. Last week, it was 19,000. We've added 16,000 people attending garage by following. The people who are attending missional community meetings were 1,200. Last week, there were 10,000 because we are following someone else. I know you're trying so hard to be an original, but you're going to be an original and insignificant. No one will ever hear about you. Either that or you copy someone else and you, become, you, you step into the realms of significance. Am I making sense? And some of you, that's why your life is stuck because you don't even want to follow Jesus. <laughs> the one who gives you the greatest significance. says those who believed him, those who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. Yeah, either, you, either you stay home and you remain the children of your parents who will die and you also die or you follow Jesus and you become a child of God who lives forever and you also live forever it is simple it's not too complicated is it now I want us to take a slightly different direction in the few minutes we are left with he says you therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. In other words, you can be weak. <laughs> you can be what? You can be weak in the grace. We are grace preaching church. We've been preaching grace for 14 years, 15 years now. But you know what? You can be weak in grace. You can be weak in grace or you can be strong in grace. You have a choice either be strong in grace or to be weak in grace. Let me, let me, let me, let me. There's a verse here somewhere. Someone got me the wrong verse, but I'm going to get the right one. Yeah. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. My notes are cooperating with me like super cooperating. Oh my God, this is so good. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Now, give me First Corinthians fifteen ten. It's funny; it's the exact quotation I have here, but with the wrong text. First Corinthians fifteen ten it says, "By the but by the grace of God, by what grace of God, I am what I am." And his grace toward me was not in vain. In other words, his grace towards you can be in vain. His grace towards this church was being in vain. Because up to until last year, we are leading only 500 people to the Lord a year. That is grace in vain. When, because to whom much is given, much is required. You know, we like to say to misquote that verse and say, much is expected. That's not what the scripture says. It's much is required. Expectation and requirement are two different things. So God has certain requirements of this church. But the grace that has been bestowed on us was just going to waste for 14 years. Take me back to First Corinthians. He says, but by the grace of God, I'm who I'm what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. My brother, my sister, is God's grace toward you in vain? Have you taken the grace of God and thought that it's all about you? It's about you. It's all about me. Mosaic. All this is for me, for my glory and my fame. It's not about you, Jesus, as if I should do things your way. I alone am Lord. I refuse to surrender to your ways. Yeah. Some of you, you were sent a message last week and you refused to listen to it. That's your song. Yeah. Yeah. You are like one of those candlesticks that's going to be replaced. Yeah. Yeah. This church has, God has requirements of us and all those who are still in the old paradigm and living in rebellion, God is going to replace you. God, look, think about it. Let me paint a picture. Last year, 3,000 people were attending garage. Now, 19,000. That's 16,000 new people are attending garage. They don't know the old worship harvest that you grew up with. Those who have done a little bit of math will tell you that 16,000 out of 19,000 is more than 75%. So you're a minority if you still want the old way of having your way. You're a minority. And your candlestick will be replaced. Yeah. Because this is not about us. Yeah. It's about nations. God has called us to nations. When God gives, he gives nations. You are my son. Today I've begotten you. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. And the ends of the earth for your inheritance. That's what the scripture says. And if 
the last one minute has offended you, check your heart. Hallelujah. Take me back to First Corinthians. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about Mose. It's not about you. It's not about us. The day you joined this church, you stopped being the harvest. You became the laborer. We are worship harvest. As long as you're not saved, you are a harvest. The harvest is plenty. The laborers are few. The moment you join like this and even join a missional community, you are no longer the harvest. You are now a laborer. It's now time to go into the harvest. It's so bad when laborers behave like the harvest. When the gardeners start behaving like the maize. We have a crisis. They don't move. Does the maize come to your home and, and, and put itself in the store? No. So stop being maize. You are not a harvest. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain. In other words, it could have been. In the parable of the sower, there are four kinds of soils. The first one, the seed fell on what? On the wayside, and the devil took. The second one, sprang up quickly but there was no depth there was no depth so what happened it sprang up and because there were rocks there was no depth when the sun came out it did what with it, it uh, and they call that persecutions you are there trying to preach the gospel said you can't talk about Jesus in this house oh, oh. no depth the third kind, which I believe is what worship harvest was a year ago, they receive the word with joy. They take it in. The soil is good because we are teaching church. People have received the word. But then the, it says the cares of this world. Yeah? The deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things, including comfort. entering in chalk the word and it's unfruitful we are blessed church we have known the grace of God we've known how much God loves us we are not those people who we scare and God will beat you and they allow it no why, why, why would he beat me when you already beat Jesus okay I had Jesus beaten on my behalf yeah we are no longer those ones who are you can't scare us into anything we are past that we know we have a father who loves us. Okay? But we were being unfruitful. Because we had let the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in, they choke the word and then you become unfruitful. And then you live and die and get forgotten. But thank God for his redemptive power. We are no longer in that category. 
we are no longer in that category. The grace of God is bearing fruit in our lives. Talking about First Corinthians. Meanwhile, we are largely in Second Timothy, two, one to three. But take me back. by the grace of God, I'm what I am, and His grace toward me was not in vain. And here is how I know it was not in vain. What did I do? I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Here is how you know that the grace of God towards you is not in vain. Labor. The harvest is plenty. The laborers are few. In other words, there are very few people who are actually receiving the grace of God and it's not in vain. Most people are in church and they want to continue behaving like the harvest. Do this for me, do this for me, do that for me, do this for me. The laborers know. Paul says, this, guys, I'm telling you, this is how you know you are in the grace of God. You labor more abundantly. Yeah. Yeah. I know why I know that I'm in the grace of God. I don't know many people who work harder than me. They don't exist in my world. Yeah. Up early, down late, efficient throughout. Why? The grace of God. Yeah. I labored. If you're not laboring in the ministry, you are, the grace of God toward you is in vain. Yeah. You can sit there and tell us how you have discovered all this in Greek and Hebrew. It's in vain. Why? Where is the harvest? If you, you see, here is how you know you are laboring abundantly. There is a harvest. Because the laborers can't go out, come back in with nothing and say, you know, we have been laboring, but there is no harvest. No. That is if there is no harvest. That's if the, when the harvest, the harvest is scarce. But he says the harvest is plenty. Meaning, if you labor, even if averagely, you will have a great harvest coming in. Hallelujah. I labored more abundantly than they all because the grace of God toward me was not in vain. When you go to heaven, the master will not say, well said, good and faithful servant. He'll say, well done. You see, most of you have more opinions than results. And then other people are idiotic enough to follow you. You see, when you follow a person with opinions, because of the principle of the art of following, you also have what? Opinions. In abundance. If you follow a person with results, you'll have results. So Paul gives us a clue in 2 Timothy 2, 2, as to how to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Take us back to 2 Timothy, verse 1, so that we reflect and come to 2. And it says, You therefore, my son, be what? Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I'd like Pastor Angela 
Pastor Blesso and your team to start planning to come up here now, to come now, actually. Be st- Pastor Angela, come with your mic because we want to go back. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what does he say? How do you be strong? How do you be strong? And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. That's how you become strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. By making disciples. Your strength is dependent on your discipleship. The more you learn and pass on things, the stronger you are in the grace of God. The less you learn and the less you pass on things, the less the, the weaker you are in the grace. Please come up. Woo, woo, woo. Be strong. The things. Wow, this is serious. Hey. My God. Are we okay? So this is what Paul is talking about. This is how you get strong. Now, on this great team, I know this one very well. We've related for the last 20 years, about 20 something. I know she looks like 25, but I've got to know this one very well. How long have we known each other? Six years. Six years. Wow. This one, I know Ko. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting to know a little bit better. This one, I know Ko because we're in gang together. Now, I don't know this one. I don't know this one. I don't know this one. But here is the funny thing. They are all the fruit of my ministry. Okay? So, my strength is not in how much Greek and Hebrew I know and all the tongues I speak. No, 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 no. My strength, I even have to remember the names because Pastor Blesso sent them to me. Yeah. Confessions of a a disciple. My strength is Dennis, right? Dennis. Dennis. I got to know about Dennis yesterday. But all along, because I discipled this one, I discipled called this one, I handed over to this one. So this one disciples, this one. Okay, this is Pastor Angie. <laughs> Reverend. <laughs> yes, she was ordained. When you know, people keep wondering when do you use reverend and when you don't. When you are ordained, that's when you are reverend. The Reverend Angela Okulo. This is Pastor Blesso. He's discipled by the Reverend <laughs> Pastor Blesso. Disciples and a strash. So, Pastor Angie is a cluster leader of the peculiar cluster. Pastor Blesso is the 
senior pastor of the double mega multiple worship harvest makerere and then this is pastor Ernest Rush because he's a zono pastor right and a court shepherd zono pastor hey so this is a pastor Honest rush. You know, some of you are there, you look so sanctimonious, but you have no fruit. Yeah. You got saved in 67, but you have no fruit. Yeah. These young people, they just came on the scene recently. They are, they are impacting thousands. So this is Zono Pastor Ander Makere. What is your zone called? Kewa Chambogo Zone. This is Shepherd. Victoria, Comchea, uh, Bossa, Machala Bossa. She's a cohort shepherd of one of the cohorts under Pastor Ernest Rush's zone. Right? So now from here, I need help. You see, that's how you know you've succeeded. Uh huh. Introduce your disciple. Well, this is Lynette. She leads the Alpha MC. And this is Sissy. She's incoming MC leader. She's <laughs> yes, a leader. she's a harder leader. In the Alpha MC. And this is Dennis. Dennis, who is a member of Sissy's Hado. Yes. Yeah. So, that is strength in grace. Paul writes Timothy, this is Timothy for now, and says, Timothy, be strong in the grace that is in Christ, not Mose. Be strong in the grace. The things you have heard from me among many witnesses, including those who came here earlier on stage, commit these things to faithful men. And I, we add women here at Worship Harvest for those who have issues with women. Because if you stick with only men, you have only half the laborers. Faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. So that puts me in the anointing of Paul. Now, she can say the same thing. She, she's Paul. She says, Timothy, the things you have heard from me among many witnesses in, in my cluster, commit to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. Now, the Pauline anointing can move here. And this is Paul. And he says, Timothy, the things you have heard from me, among many witnesses, commit to faithful men and women who are able to teach others also. Now, Anastras is now also in Paul's anointing. Because he can say, Timothy, Vicky, the things you have heard from me, among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. And now Vicky also is in the Pauline anointing. She says, remind me of the name, Lynette. 
Lynette Sissi and Dennis. Lynette, the things you have heard from me among many witnesses in our in our cohort, commit this to faithful men and women like Sissy, who will be able to teach others also. And then she can also tell her, the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now that he's also now starting to look around for now this this is this is how you know you are blessed. And we are running out of time. But this is how blessed I am. I have eight generations of disciples right here. Eight. Yeah. Now let me ask you, how many people can you line up like this? That is the strength of grace that you have. Because the last time I checked within worship harvest, by the time you reach embarrassing to ask for someone's name three times in Dennis there are 15,000 of us in this family all the way to Dennis now here is what that means it means that every grace of God that he has put upon me can be executed 15,000 times yeah if I woke up tomorrow and God told me I want trees planted yeah? That's the command. I want what? Trees. Tompa. Don't give me noses. Give me trees. No excuses. I can get 15,000 trees planted in week one without acquiring land. Yeah. And then I can get 15,000 trees planted in week two. And in week three, by the end of the month, I can get 60,000 trees planted if that's what God wants. When God wanted people to get saved, even though in the fivefold ministries, evangelism is my weakest one, he didn't come and talk to you. Even though you are a better evangelist than me. Because you, uh, because you don't have the strength of grace that I have by the grace of God. He came and spoke to me. Says, I want every mission or community to bring one person to Christ every week. And we started, and we've seen 18,000 salvations. Now, you, you probably have 10 times the anointing for evangelism than me. But because you run solo, you can't even get 100 people saved in a year. But me, who is very weak in evangelism, I can bring 18,000 to the Lord in a year. Why? Because of the strength of grace that is that you're seeing right here, Pastor Bethany, come quickly, come quickly, like quickly, quickly. The radio people are about to leave us. So, friends, if you want your life to be significant, if you want to be strong in the grace that is in Christ, find your Timothys, find your Pauls, find your faithful people. Start discipling them. Share everything. Look, here is what I'm believing God for. That soon, the number of us at Dennis's level will be one million. Yeah. So that 
if God, you know, let me tell you what happened the other day. I came here and shared with you about our situation in Chitukute, how we are helping feed the neighbors. And then, those of you who are faithful, you started calling Pastor Dennis Amoko, and you ordered food packs for 2,000 families. 2,000. That wasn't church budget. That wasn't personal budget. 2,000. More than 40 million shillings you've spent feeding. And those are the ones who are bought from here. Others of you have seen, you have your own packs, you've been sending pictures. So we are probably clocking 100 million shillings in feeding neighbors, neighborhoods in this church because of the strength of grace. Now let me finish with this. Those on radio, God bless you. If you've never given your life to Jesus, today is the day of salvation. Just say to him, I open my heart, I receive you, be my Lord and Savior, and it will come in your heart. Amen. Amen. Now, this, to reach Dennis, hmm, these must be copper wires that transmit the instructions. Because it says, the things you have heard from me, commit. don't commit things you have heard elsewhere. Yeah, you have many instructors, but not many fathers. So don't commit other things. The things you have heard from me, commit. Now, if, if say, Brother Ernest here decides that, uh, uh, me, I don't like the things, teaches. I have my own sources. This side, the DNA is going to be very different. By the time I'm talking to Dennis, he will be saying things that make the ears of my ears tingle that are not even in the Bible. So in that case, he is the weak one. Because he says, be strong, the things you've heard from me commit. So if you're not committing, you're the weak one. So there are two types of leaders in worship harvest. There are those who are transmitters. Yeah? When you pass on, they transmit. They're like break dancers. Huh? You know how you pass this, a what? A wave, eh? Huh? Eh. Now, so they are transmitters. They pass on whatever God is giving us. Now, some others are resistors. Have you heard of resistors in physics? They don't pass on the currency. They send electricity, but instead of passing on the electricity, they, inst- they start heating up. <laughs> so you, fi- you find that now past the resistor, whoever they may be, these ends, there's no power. These guys are in the dark. People listening to Bishop Doug on tithing, these guys have never heard of Bishop Doug. They've never heard about tithing. Because somewhere along the way, there is a resistor who instead of passing on, they are just heating up. And they are angry. Here is how you know you are not passing on. You are annoyed. You are heating up. You're not, you're gaining temperature instead of power. 
It's called the spirit of offense. In that case, it will do you very well to do one of two things. Either you repent or go join another church. Yeah. Yeah. Because over here, we just got started. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Blessed. Thank you, Ernest. Thank you, Vicky. Thank you, Lynette. Thank you, Sissy. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> you can go and have your seats. Yeah. So, so uh, as they go, come, come, come. Come. The things, so, and here is the last instruction he gives. Here is the last instruction he gives. He says, the things you have heard from me, commit faithful men and women will be able to teach others. And he says, the last instruction in verse 3. Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In other words, the moment you enter the mission of Jesus, which is discipleship, you must get the mentality of a soldier, not a civilian. Over to you. Apostle, touch on the the mentality of a soldier. You touch on it. That's an instruction. Yes, sir. (laughs) Wow. I feel like this is one of those sermons that we need to go back today and listen again uh, with the listening ear of a learner and a disciple. But that last point that Apostle made, that the moment you get into the mission of Jesus Christ, you take on the mentality of a soldier, not a civilian. Civilians, we make our own decisions. We choose when to wake up, what to eat, what to do. We have a program. Soldiers are under command the whole time. Order ni order. Disciplined lives. A life of great discipline. And like he likes to say the word disciple and discipline. If you really look at them, they are so close. They are, one comes from the other. That without having that discipline, we cannot be disciples. But today the question is, one, for me I have two questions running through my mind as myself, as I listen to the sermon. One, is the grace of God toward me in vain? Because if I am not laboring abundantly, then the grace of God toward me is in vain indeed. And that means breaking some barriers that we have created for ourselves. For me, I don't do this. For me, I don't have time. For me, my life is this. For me. And then we become people who are not stagnant but moving backwards. The second question for me is, am I a resistor or a transmitter? That one, you don't need to wonder deeply about it. You can just tell. The instructions that come to you, do they move or do you decide that your people can't handle what, what, how are you a transmitter or a resistor? I believe that God wants to release us to incredible fruitfulness like never before. We've just seen the beginning of what God is doing. But God wants this to be your testimony, Apostle Moses' testimony, where you have eight generations of disciples. But that takes faithfulness. How? Be under authority and release authority to others. If you're watching today, And you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. That's where it all begins. To be under the lordship and authority of the one who made you. To humble yourself under your maker. 
The one who made you knows what your life is about. And so I want to give you that opportunity. And I know that today is the day of your salvation. Don't delay it another day. You don't need to do anything for Jesus to receive you. You just need to say, yes, he has already loved you. He wants you to accept his love towards you. And then he will come into your life and turn it around. Okay? So I want to give you that opportunity right now. Wherever you are, no fear, no questions in your mind. Your Savior, your Lord is saying, come to me today. Open your heart to me today. And I want you to do something simple. Put your hand up. If you're saying yes to Jesus today, you are there. You've never met Jesus, Lord of your life. Today is that day. Whether you're alone or with people, put that hand up. Yes, go ahead. Doesn't matter your age. Just put that hand up. Yes, Jesus sees those hands. He celebrates them. Put your hand up and pray this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, today I come. I commit my life to you. I receive your love. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you are born again. Right now, in heaven, there is a real party. The only thing we see that creates a party in heaven is when we cross over from darkness to light. There's a number that I'd like you to stop right now and just send a text to 0775 Let us know that you have said yes to Jesus and would like to walk with you today. Praise God. We thank God for everyone that has said yes to Jesus right now. When we were listening to the someone earlier, Pastor Lynette whispered to me and said that when you're in an army, you're not there for yourself. You are there for the nation. Upmore ended with the verse that says, you therefore, in 2 Timothy verse 3, you therefore must endure hardship as a soldier of Christ. I think the next verse said that you may please him who enlisted you, okay? So as a soldier of Christ, you are being called to nations. You are in this army, not for yourself, but for nations. Ask and I will give you the nations as an inheritance. For you to inherit the nations, you are going to have to put on the mind of a soldier. God is calling us to nations. Put on the mind of a soldier. And Abmo has taught us how to do it. It's very easy, really. Hear, learn, person. Hear, learn, person. Pastor Solomon keeps saying that instructions are not for understanding, they are for obedience. Hear, learn, person. Hear, learn, person. There is no place like worship harvest that I know, okay, where people get such significance. I mean, as they're standing and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these people that I have the opportunity, okay, to pass on the anointing from Apmo. It's an anointing, an anointing of wealth, an anointing of being a hero maker, an anointing of building, an anointing of wisdom, an anointing of writing, an anointing of teaching, an anointing of fatherhood, an anointing of wealth. I have the opportunity to pass that down to Dennis who's passing on to 15,000 other people. God is calling us to significance. Say yes today. Say yes to this to, to, to significance. Say yes 
today to significance. Say yes today to significance. Heavenly Father, thank you because the words that have been taught today are not going to be in vain. Everyone that has heard is going to get up and move. Thank you that a million disciples are coming to worship Harvest Ministries. An army of a million people. A million people that are going to change the economy of Uganda with their wealth. A million people that are going to, to, to just change the spiritual environment. A million people that are going to build big buildings. A million people that are going to build schools. A million people that are going to plant churches. A million people that are going to disciple another one million people each in the name of Jesus. Is someone right now you're listening to this teaching? And you're crying, you're crying, you're crying. And, and, and God is saying, I'm wiping away your tears. I'm calling you to obedience. I'm wiping away your tears. I'm calling you to obedience. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. We're taking territory